Our podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you have not heard about Anchor, it is the easier way to make a podcast. It's free, and they give you great tools and resources. Download the free Anchor app on your phone, or go to anchor.fm to get started. A-N-C-H-O-R. That's Anchor. That's Anchor. Hey guys, it's your host Xander, coming at you with another episode of Hoops for Us. We just witnessed what was probably the most exciting game of the NBA Finals in Game 5. We are going to recap the fourth quarter of this game as the Bucks have now taken a 3-2 series lead. Then, we're going to give you the Hoops for Us movie review of Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron the King James. And finally, we got to talk about the drama that is about Team USA. So stay tuned for an awesome episode of Hoops R Us. All right, Sander. So we probably saw the best game of the finals. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was full of drama. We had a huge win take place in phoenix so the bucks stole game five actually they dominated game five it wasn't Mm -hmm. no fluke and that was just a masterpiece performance for the bucks snatching a game in the home court of the phoenix suns who are the favorite coming into the series but now I don't know how everybody feels anymore about the Suns winning this championship. Ooh, nobody, nobody thinks the Suns are going to win. At this point, everybody's saying it's over. I mean, I can see why, though, because Milwaukee just beat Suns in their home court. And now they're going to their home court, to Milwaukee's home court. So it's like, that's it. I, don't, I still have faith, though, in the Suns because I think once their chemistry is too powerful... And they have been just disappointing, though. I mean, they were, like, taking a 2-0 series. And now, from there on, it's it's 3-2 Milwaukee. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, every every shot has been falling for the Milwaukee Bucks of late. Um, we're, we're, we're watching kind of the replay of the fourth quarter here. Yeah. And this is uh, at the seven-minute mark when Milwaukee was up 110 to 100 but the biggest difference in this game oh my gosh holiday and middleton and giannis doing his regular thing the way that these guys play that makes the bucks unstoppable Mm -hmm. if middleton and holiday are delivering the the way they delivered here in game five you there's nothing you can do you can't stop them can't stop them and what i told you before is the biggest difference is that they're making chris paul and Devin Booker work. They're not letting yes. those guys chill on defense. They're making them work and they're making them I think pay. That was, that's their struggle. Defense. Just defense. Oh, good move. Booker. Good move by Booker. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Phoenix is not known as a defensive team at all. And going up against the Bucks, I think they had a game plan of thinking, hey, let's just make it very difficult for Giannis and nobody's going to step up to help him. But 
we've noticed that Middleton, the moment they, like I said, they had him in that kind of that point guard slash two position, he's gotten so much more comfortable. And Holiday has discovered, I'm a freaking all-star. Yeah. I need to go at these guys. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's unbelievable. Holiday, 27 points. Middleton, 29 points. Giannis, 32 points. That's, it's over. It's over. If they keep, if they do that next game, I think Milwaukee just won the NBA Finals. So, wait, are you ready to move away from your prediction of the Suns in seven? No. Not yet, because technically, technically, my prediction is going right right now if Milwaukee wins the next game. Well, if they win game, they can't win anymore. That's it. Milwaukee's already won three oh, games. Oh, no, not Milwaukee. Um, the Phoenix. Suns. If yeah. Phoenix wins, my prediction is going right if Phoenix wins the next two games of the NBA Finals. I agree. But that's a lot of pressure, especially if you just had a Milwaukee team that just beat you in your home court, that everybody's just doing a 10-second countdown on their best player, great distraction. And now you're going to Milwaukee's home court, where it's silent, you could hear the deers. <laughs> then it's like, geez, you have to... In order for the Suns to get back on this, I think the Suns just have to beat Milwaukee at their home court then. Well, there's no choice now. They're going to have to beat them in their exactly. home court. that too. But if Milwaukee can get a... I mean, no, not Milwaukee... If Phoenix can get away with a win next game, they still have a chance. I'm not giving up on Chris Paul yet because I want him, him specifically, to at least win a ring. Because my opinion, the Bucks are making it next year, probably the next five years if they keep their team and if they keep playing the way they're playing and if injuries don't stop them from playing the way they're playing right now. They can make like the finals for the next Five years. Phoenix, Chris Paul is like 36. Booker and DeAndre Aiden can still dominate, but they won't have Chris Paul by their side anymore, probably. And that's, you know what? Come to think of it, so there was they were showing a stat before this game even started. By the way, LeBron James is was, over here at court side. <laughs> he was court side for this game. And and they didn't say, you know, six-time, uh, five-time NBA champ, whatever. How many oh, championships no. does he have? Three times? Yeah, three? like four championships. So four-time champion? They no. talked about the Space Jam Rotten Tomatoes over there. Yeah, they, they were like a star of the Space Jam movie, LeBron James, which is pretty funny. 30% Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, save disrespect. that for our movie review, Sander. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. come on. Come on. But yeah, um, LeBron's here court side specifically specifically for Chris Paul. Yeah, no, they're, they're best friends and Chris Paul supported him when he was at his first NBA final, so seven and that And that's an interesting story, but I might I'm going to save that for Space Jam. But yeah, they they're just a, I think they have a great connection. What if they were teammates, huh? I won't I won't put it past them to join forces in LA or something like that. Once again though, I think if that trade had happened, Chris Paul with Kobe we will witness, like, seven championships with Kobe Bryant right now. Right. And Chris Paul will win a ring finally. And not with... And it's hard, though, because you never know if Kobe could have easily been a James Harden either, but he proved that he wasn't with Paul Gasol. So it's weird. You you could see it in a different perspective. It's like, one, Kobe can easily be selfish because that's the type of player Kobe is. Or two, he can be... He can let Chris Paul do his thing 
because that is prime Chris Paul, mm-hmm. and he's not going to stop uh, prime Chris Paul from doing his thing. And he could be like Paul Gasol and him. But that year, though, you had never known because they were about to trade Paul Gasol. So we had never known if Kobe was either going to be selfish with Chris Paul or unselfish because we didn't see so much of a connection with him and Gasol, even though they made the finals only for like one year. Though. No, no, we saw plenty of connections with him and Gasol. They won two, they won two championships. But him I'm and Gasol. saying that if that trade had happened, they wouldn't have won two championships. They would probably have won none because they were... Wait, they what year? Have... wasn't that after the two championships? No, it... It definitely was. We won the two championships, and then, you know, we kind of stalled, came back down, and that's when we were about to pull that trade between, I think it was Odom and Gasol for Chris Paul or something like that. So, yeah, if that's the case, then there's more. it's more like Kobe would have not been selfish, like a James Harden. But, and, but watching Booker, man, it's just what could have, what if, biggest what if of the NBA. Right, right. So so we're coming into, I think there, there's three minutes here left in the fourth quarter of this replay of the fourth. And look at this, Middleton, 24 points. Mm-hmm. You just said Holiday had 27. Giannis, I think, had already eclipsed 32 points. Mm-hmm. This team, the Bucks become a machine if this is how they're playing. If Middleton is playing, you know fearless out there if yeah. holiday is going at his defender it just changes the whole weird, game though too because it's like i would expect the middleton to pop off in milwaukee because that's where you know home court advantage you're more loose you're more like comfortable there and here jesus they just look like if that was their home court right there Ooh, Ooh chris, chris paul, paul nice three three and so you mentioned something earlier about Chris Paul and how he dominated. And there was a stat I told you about before this game even started that showed Chris Paul had like, what was it? Like over a oh, hundred so and what was it? 120 or so oh, assists. Yeah. But here's the turnovers. He has had five turnovers in the playoffs, but including specifically only the final 17 turnovers, which I think. Like, that is not, that that has to be fake. Yeah, that's a good observation. So, I mean, to your point, so he only had 17 turnovers the entire playoffs, and he's had five in the NBA Finals? No, 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 it's the opposite. He's had five in the NBA playoffs, and 17 17 in in the the finals? finals. No. That's what I'm saying. I I, got to check that stat line again. No, I I thought it was um, 22 turnovers in the entire playoffs, and then 17 just in the finals. No, that's a lot, though. I mean, I, I'm i going to have to look that up again. But Chris Paul has been struggling this whole series. I mean, he has not been playing like himself lately. And I, I know what's up with him now. I think, listen, I think it's caught up to him. So Chris Paul was dropping 40-plus points. In, like, game one. Yeah, and, like, going off. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is... Dude, the guy's 36. Yeah, I think... Uh, now because of his age he can't be consistent with like a 40 point that's why they have a guy named Devin Booker who can yeah, but drop Booker, 40 but Booker's dropping his 40 look at that of he just course yeah got exactly. by Giannis that's why but he needs more than that so you know who's been pretty quiet what? Jay Crowder hasn't done nothing the last couple of games you expect Jay Crowder Bridges hasn't something? yeah why not absolutely well, Bridges has ha- had that one game where he exactly went exactly the one game but like nobody has really like you know stepped up yeah. as much as you know they need all these guys out there Devin Booker's doing his thing he's mm-hmm. dropping his 30 his 40 Chris Paul's been struggling and he's had a lot of turnovers case, though, 
you see how you just said um Mikal Bridges and Jay Crowder. And for Milwaukee, P.J. Tucker, he's doing his job on defense for sure. He is doing he's locking down the person he's defending. Um Pat Connington, he is making the clutch shot the clutch specifically three pointers. And it's like that's why the Suns can't always depend on Devin Booker and Chris Paul and don't get me wrong, it's not wrong to because those are like your two superstars, but then again you have those role players that have to step it up as well. Just like it's PG the Tucker listen. It's Pat the finals. You, you guys can't be on here just as bystanders. They have to yeah. step up. And they got to do something out there as well. Once again, it can't be only like a Chris Paul and Devin Booker just running up the court and running up the place. Well, not even only them and DeAndre Aiden. They're all three of them are just running up the place. It's like it's like Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Middleton. They still scored their twenty, but their role players still stepped it up. Yeah, but Even that's, that's three that. guys that can score high 20s to 30. I don't think the Bucks have, I mean, the Suns have that third guy that can score over 20 consistently because Aiden is not it. Aiden not scores his well, it's not high like teens. Drew, all right, yeah, Drew Holiday had 27, but he can't score consistently 20 points either. That's true, but listen. He's a 16-point guy. If In this game, the fact that he did just gave him a huge advantage, a huge mm. advantage. And like I, think, I said, I think Chris Paul just looks a little slower lately. Like, now he's a little more out of control. Mm-hmm. He's not as crisp with his passes. Then again, keep in mind, the Bucks have a lot of length. I mean, Middleton plays the two guard, and he's, like, like very, you know. He's a small forward, actually. Yeah, he's a small forward, but he, he's got, like, like wings. He, he's it's a pretty <laughs> tall player, you know, very lanky. Um, Middleton, obvi- I mean, I'm sorry, um, Holiday is a big guard. Obviously, Giannis is like a seven-footer. Giannis is like, oh, God. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. They're bigger than them, then you're basically saying. Yeah, they're big. And Tucker's a strong guy. Yeah. So, it's hard for Phoenix to now match up with these guys. But a minute 40 left, and Phoenix was only down six points at home. And that's, they, that's just crazy. This game just, just slipped out of their hands. Just completely slipped like out of their hands. Because in the first quarter... They were they were like up by like ten points and then, they, I don't know. Phoenix has been on a slump in my opinion. It's it's weird. It's like DeAndre Eden. How about him though? Has he been doing his job really? I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. Because all he has to do is get you like eighteen points and a bunch of rebounds. True, that's true. But he's been getting more like ten points. What a, a shot by Booker! So with a minute twenty five left, Booker made that curling three point shot. It was just a huge shot. Phoenix was down three points Godly. with a minute seventeen remaining. Down three points with a minute left. Well, Come she on, was, unless she was about to happen for Milwaukee. Oh, Holiday! Oh, Holiday that's, that's in a, the bucket. That's just bullying. You just see that Chris Middleton had the ball in his hands. He could drop a point right there. Oh, no, let me just pass to Drew Holiday, who's about to have a 27-point game. Oh, no, I could pass to Giannis, who's about to have a 32-point game. It's crazy. And then if they're all double up, you have a Pat well, Connington. You, you, can't, you can't double all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. Cause, and cause, then Because in this last play, they doubled Giannis, and he got rid of the ball right away. And Giannis, he doesn't even have to pass to, like, Drew Holiday. Look, look at his averages. So Giannis, before these free throws that he's about to take with a minute left, First of all, he's telling the referee, don't give me the ball yet. Pause and wait. <laughs> but more importantly, his average in the series is 32 points. And That's he's crazy. at point thirty before these two free throws. 
NBA Finals MVP. This, I'm saying it. This guy is like so consistent. Mm-hmm. So can now his free throw shooting is terrible. Oh, of course. But as far as ultimately well, getting those 30 plus his points. His free throw shooting, when he's at his home court, he's like one of the greatest. Monte Williams bringing the. They're trying to freeze him. He's trying to freeze him, trying to make him, Jeez. you know, think about this last free throw. Mm-hmm. It's a good strategy by a veteran coach, but that was a nice shot by Booker. They're showing the replay. But again, I mean, the the Suns are in, this is panic mode. Obviously, if they lose the next game, they're out and they've just lost their, their chance at a championship. But more importantly, like, you guys really lost a game at home. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Like, that's, that's, that sucks, you know? So... They, they're going to really have to do something different at home because they're, you know, they're just not going to be able to match up against the Bucks if you've got those three guys doing their thing. And wow, Giannis missed both free throws. How shocking. So a minute left and Phoenix has the ball with, they're just down three. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, a nice move by Chris Paul getting Ooh. right by him. One night, they were down one point. One then point they were down at by home. One. With 50 seconds left, and Phoenix is down one point. They went on a 12-3 to run the last, like, almost three minutes or so. That's not a foul? Jesus. No, bodies are just flying all over Middleton with the post-up on Chris Paul with the mismatch. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, and we are back from the commercial break. Still down by one point. Let's see what they do right here. 37 seconds left. Milwaukee with the ball. Three, How are they driving two, it? One. Oh, misses the floater. Ooh, they got the so got, Phoenix oh has the gosh. ball. Twenty six seconds left in the do. game. Let's see what they do. Then. Booker one on one against Tucker. Oh, Booker gets trapped and the steal. Oh. Holiday with the steal. Throws it to Giannis. Oh, what a dunk! Game Jesus. over. Jesus, no, he did not. That he was did. a huge dunk. His head touched the backboard, Dad. Huge dunk by Jonas. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. That's no. it. So that's the final nail in the coffin. A steal on who? Chris Paul. Another turnover. No, 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 that was on Chris oh, no, Paul. Oh, my bad, my bad, my Booker. bad. Booker, you're right. That we was Booker. Booker. Holiday coming in from the weak side on Booker. That was just insane. Wow. Insane. What a play. Jesus. What a play. Final score, 123-119. Bucks defeat the Phoenix Suns. Jeez. What? Wow. That oh, was, my. Again, easily the most exciting game of the playoffs was game five. And the Suns allowed the Bucks to steal one in their house. Wow. So we finally got to watch the movie Space Jam A New Legacy And wow What an amazing movie Specifically for basketball fans I mean And later on we're going to give our review From 1 to 10 On what we rate the movie So let's hit on it right now Yeah, no, uh, Listen, I think all things considered So Obviously, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James. Uh, we have some some special guests we talked about. Some other NBA players were there. So, Damian Lillard. Anthony Davis. AD, Clay Thompson. Ooh. 
We had um, Diana Taurasi. Mm-hmm. We had a, a, a the um that the MVP of the old WNBA All Star game was there as, as well. Mm. Forgot I can't pronounce her last name. No, me neither. Um, what other uh, NBA player was there? Is that it? Clay Thompson. Well, Kyrie voiced somebody. Uh, Kyrie was the voice of somebody. Yeah, but it was it was listen. Um, first of all, to appreciate a movie like this, in my opinion, you've got to get yourself in a mode. So let me get you guys the kids version of the review so sander you take us through what you think about the movie what were your favorite parts what parts were probably not your favorite and overall what you thought about it so i'm i think it was a great movie well i think for basketball fans because like if you just wanted to watch a movie that is like you know great acting i wouldn't suggest this movie really (laughs) whoa somebody's taking (laughs) shots with some bugs bunny's not a good actor no, oh no, LeBron is not actually. <laughs> LeBron is not. Um, so my favorite part though was when oh my gosh, it's so funny. So Michael Jordan, right? So there was uh, what's the cat's name again? Uh, Sylvester the cat, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Or, so or Coyote? No, I think it's Sylvester the cat. Yeah, yeah. So he went out to the to the crowd. He told the crew he found Michael. Jordan. So I was getting hyped up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I was getting hyped up and everything. And then I know where it just said, Michael B. Jordan. And then <laughs> it was like, ah. That was funny oh because, I mean, gosh. first of all, they got their butts whooped like in the first half or something. Yeah, so it was like ending off the second quarter halftime. And then that's when. They're like, Michael- we, we found some help. I got Michael Jordan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, the, and the, then Daffy Duck, Daffy Duck, right? Yeah. He was like, you couldn't find Michael A. Jordan? Yeah, she was like, I found Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> God, the, that was funny. Uh, that was that was my favorite part. Um, My least favorite part, I think, was when LeBron, like, I think when they finally went back into the real world, when he, like, was hugging his son because it looked so, like, ah, uh, like. This is not real, is it? <laughs> it doesn't feel like good acting. It's just bad acting, though. I mean, shout out to LeBron for doing this movie in general because the graphics, oh my gosh. Uh, and listen, the storyline was amazing, too. But his acting was like, eh. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> all things considered. So first of all, LeBron James has spent the last, you know, it feels like 36 years of his life training to be the best basketball player ever right so True. he hasn't been trained to be the best actor ever so he kind of went out there and winged it you know he had to memorize a script and that's just not what he's used to he's used to memorizing plays and doing them uh, so all things considered and first of all we know for a fact michael jordan was a terrible actor as well well so, he was not bad though he was bad sanders stop being How? no you're being biased he was bad how am i biased if this was in my decade if this Space Jam 2 yeah, is a my Yeah, but we all know how you feel about LeBron. And we all know that Michael Jordan is the GOAT that nobody wants to ever dethrone. But whatever. All that aside, Michael Jordan was not a great actor either. Again, these guys spend 24-7 focused on basketball and focusing on how they can be better basketball players. They The most acting they ever do is like two or three lines for commercials. You know, so so let me put that to the side. Focusing on what this movie accomplished. So... First of all, we've all been through COVID. We just recently started opening up movie theaters. Now mm. we've got streaming available, which is awesome. So we got to watch movies on in the HBO comfort. HBO Max. Yeah, in the comfort of our home, just hanging out on our on our big screen TVs. 
and we're able to watch these movies. But yeah. ultimately, for what this movie was, it was a great movie for basketball fans. It had a lot of clever references. So shout out to AT&T and Time Warner <laughs> because all the references to the other characters, like we saw DC um, But here's characters. the thing. I think it would have been better, like... You know how long it's been since I've seen, like, a Bugs Bunny just on a show or a movie, though? I think that's Warner Bros' fault because they could have made it more entertaining if, like, Bugs Bunny was even more popular right now. Because then it would be more of, like, the best cartoon right here with well, one of, one of not, not the greatest basketball player, but one of the greatest basketball players mixed together just like how it was on space jam one that is a really good point i didn't even think of that so you're absolutely right because looney tunes at that time when they did space jam was like i mean better I than like mickey mouse not even i don't even know what cartoon to compare it to right now i mean what's popular now i have no idea i don't i don't watch cartoons as much whatever so tom and cat tom and cat <laughs> you mean tom and jerry i mean tom and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't watch cartoons so, so much. But no, you're absolutely right. So Looney Tunes was so popular when Space Jam came out. And then Michael Jordan was the most popular player in sports. Exactly. So you're absolutely right. Looney Tunes was, kind of fell off the map. But all things considered, I appreciated the, the, the vintage feel of it. I appreciated that it was 2D. So 2D is like, you know, the, the, it wasn't like the graphics, like Toy Story or something like that. It was like really... You know, a little old school, but it looked really crisp. The grass, the graphics looked awesome. Oh, the graphics and were like on key, on point. I, I think when LeBron was animated in that in that two D version where he was like a cartoon, mm -hmm. that was probably the best parts of the movie, in my opinion, because he was going through you know cartoon situations like falling, getting exploded on, turning into a basketball. Yeah, I thought all of those were awesome moments because it made me feel like a kid again. I felt like, wow, how long has it been since I've seen? A cartoon that's not like 3D and, and graphics and all that. They didn't do that with Space that. Jam 1 with Michael Jordan. They didn't make him into a cartoon. N not, not that I remember. No, I don't think so. No, no. No, they didn't. They didn't. You're right. So I thought that dynamic was really cool. And, and again, watching like the Harry Potter sceneries yeah. and the, the Superman scene. But I think now... Dude, even Game of Thrones was there in the final match. Jesus. It was like so creative but and I so smart. Put LeBron as a cartoon because the graphics are way better than now. If you had put Michael Jordan as a cartoon, Space Jam one, would it be so cool? Like, would the graphics be like wow? Maybe because they listen at the end of the day, somebody just has to draw him. So I'm pretty sure they would have been okay. But I don't think that technology was out there like that. Yeah, like thinking of LeBron swishing his beard like this. <laughs> yeah, listen, I I thought the movie. I, I thought it was a, a really well done movie. It was cliche and it was very like, okay, duh, we know what's going to happen. But you know what? You got to enjoy the movies for what they are. You know, like like you don't watch a comedy movie and expect to cry in it, right? Because you want to go in and there and laugh in it. So yeah. you have to give movies a chance. And I but thought this, this movie, movie was well was done. This movie was like more hype, I feel like. There was some scenes that were like, oh boy, like here we go. I don't think... Space Jam 1 had that as much as Space Jam 2 did. I think Space Jam 1 did not need to be as creative because it had the most popular cartoon and the most popular basketball player in it. So people were going to watch regardless. That's I true. think here, I think LeBron had to work a little harder so that it would at least be a good enough movie. I think he had to do something with the production of the, of the movie itself or his company at least. And you know what? It was a good movie. 
I, I give yeah. it a thumbs up. I think this was a really good movie. It was great for the family. Um, Madison, our, your little sister, enjoyed it. You huh. know, so she saw the whole movie with us. The whole family enjoyed the movie. There were some funny moments there. There were some some quote unquote adult jokes that you know you, that I understood. Not me. <laughs> yeah, there, there were some references to other TV shows and other moments. Remember the the alley, the Dwayne Wade alley oop. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Like it was, I thought it was really well done. That's the thing, though. Like nobody, like a regular person just watching this movie, they wouldn't get that Dwayne Wade moment. That's exactly. why I think Space Jam was like better for basketball fans specifically, not for like just regular people just, just I agree. watching a movie. I agree. I, I think basketball fans were all into it and, and, you know, kids are always going to, you know, hey, look, this is the cartoon I used oh, to watch yeah. when I was a kid. But but you're right. You know, I, I think a, a big thumbs down to Warner Brothers in general because Bugs Bunny should be more popular and all those Looney Tunes should be more popular. They should still be on backpacks and, you know, in, in Happy Meals. And until Space That's Jam, it, though, I haven't even not, heard about them. They're not that famous no more. As crazy as that sounds. Like, like it's been so long since Bugs Bunny was... The best cartoon ever. Now yeah. it's like... Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, it's yeah. Always, and, and Mickey Mouse has always been up there. Yeah, but Bugs Bunny, like, in those times with Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny was, like, the thing. Because if Bugs Bunny wasn't, it would have been probably Mickey Mouse with Michael Jordan then. Exactly, exactly. But Bugs so, Bunny fit more into it. So how do you rate it? So from 1 through 10... What do you rate Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron, the King James? Um, I don't like calling him King. <laughs> um, ooh, that's hard. Um, I'll probably rate it. I'll give you a decimal probably here. Okay. Probably like a 6.5. Okay. Somewhere there. That's fair. Somewhere like a 5 or like a 6 though. Somewhere in between. So, so like, a 5.5. A 5.5, yeah. A 5.5, that's what I mean. Wow, that's low rated. No, ah. Uh, and you're a kid. It's hard. It's hard, though, because, once again, there's some scenes where I felt like, this is not real, is it? And then there are some scenes that got me hyped up, though. So. I think nowadays <sighs> it's so hard to make movies that are re- that feel realistic because yeah. it's just, you know. No, like nowadays for, is easier, I think, though, because with graphics now. Yeah, but still, even with graphics, it's still like you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to like just immerse yourself in the movie nowadays. Like for example, if they make a Toy Story seven, I don't even know what part of Toy Story they're up to. They but if like they make another that. Toy Story movie, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it, even though I know toys don't come to life. But I'm going to enjoy it because I'm going to get in the moment. I'm going to put my mind into the movie, and I'm going to enjoy the movie for what it is. And I love Toy Story movies. I I would rate this Space Jam movie. I would give it a. I'm gonna give it a six point nine. Oh, higher than me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six point nine. I thought it was ultimately it was still well done. It was still a kids movie. It was a family movie. I enjoyed it. You enjoy in the moment. You enjoyed it. There was a lot of moments yeah. where we were both laughing, and I think that's what you want from a movie. You yeah. know, I mean, I I don't need this movie to win an Oscar. I don't need this movie to make me feel like, oh my God, that's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. In that moment, I love basketball. I loved all the basketball references. I loved all the little moments where they where they went back to the old school cartoons that I watched when I was a kid. 
I love the references to the to the active Warner the Brothers, DC, com- DC Comics, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. <sighs> I mean, they killed it with that, you know, and yeah. HBO Max with the streaming, so the availability of the movie. I loved it all. Oh, so. HBO Max is coming for Netflix, though. Seriously. But I, I give it a 6.9 because, again, athlete actors are just tough. You know who I think did a really good job as an athlete actor? Ooh. I think Kyrie did a pretty good job. Ky- in, in oh, Uncle yeah. Drew. Uncle Drew. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I think Kyrie's, like, the best athlete actor. Yeah, I think Kyrie opinion. did a good job there, not for nothing. But, you know, it is what it is. A 6.9, I think that's a solid score yeah. for a movie. And I thought it was well done, and I think it's it's one of those things for LeBron's legacy. Like he did a Space Jam movie, you know. Like there's nobody else I could picture doing that movie. Yeah. Let's face it. That's true. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here, but I cannot wrap it up before I talk about Team USA's oh, drama. Oh boy! Oh boy! Hey! Hey! I still think they're winning gold. You saw that Team USA versus Spain. Hey, your little Gasol brothers over there looking like a bunch of grandpas not doing nothing to help Team Spain. So Team USA, Kevin Durant over there popping threes everywhere. Dame Lillard. He's going to win. Dame Lillard. Lillard had a good game. Listen, uh, I'm tired of this team already, and they're not even playing significant games yet. We'll see what happens. Call me when the games matter. What? This is not a significant game? I don't know. Is it already? Are they still doing exhibitions or this is the real deal already? I think they're going to Tokyo after this game. Exactly. So it's, it's still exhibitions. Last, so this is the last exhibition. Yet. Exactly. So. But talk, it gives you a preview of what's going to happen. Listen, if these five games are a preview of what's going to happen, they're not going to get too far. <laughs> so they, they're, 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 they're they beat bound, Spain. They're they bound to win Spain. one or two games. Duh. They're the best athletes in basketball in the world. But whatever. Let's see what happens. Talk to me in Tokyo. Uh, this team has a bunch of drama. Now they've got some some guys with COVID. And Zach Levine. Bradley got- Beal's out. And Kevin Love has to rehab his injuries. And all that being said, who did they bring in to replace them? JaVale McGee, I oh, think. JaVale McGee. And then someone... You realize that Shacting a Fool was based on JaVale McGee highlights? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because JaVale that's, McGee would do so many mistakes. That's who they bring in to replace Bradley Beal and Kevin Bradley Love. Man. I mean, you got to love this And they brought somebody team. else, but he you didn't do good this. Who no, is he? I, I don't know how to say Exactly. Name. But he, did, he scored 10 points, though, in one quarter. Team USA just brought in a guy who the host of Hoops or Us can't even say his name. I don't know. Either. And I don't blame you. I don't know who the guy is. So, no, listen. That is the drama of Team USA. With that, winning are, gold, they're winning gold. Hey, they just beat Spain, and you just told me Spain can possibly win gold. And Spain looked like I elk. don't know. Maybe like maybe Australia is the favorite. I don't. I wonder who the favorite Australia. is. Australia. Let's bring that. They, they beat Team USA. Let's bring up those um those stats next time. But I don't know who the favorite is to win the Olympic medal in Tokyo. But I will tell you this much: Team USA is not looking good, and it is ugly in the early stages but i'll give him the benefit of the doubt i still think they're gonna win a couple of games i still think they're gonna get a bronze medal out of this thing but i don't think this team is built to win a gold medal. Whoa, wait 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 so i just searched up google team usa is the favorite to still win it duh here. of course they're the favorite they're the favorite every time every olympics that's true but yeah um, that's going to wrap it up for today, guys. We'll see you guys next game. That's this. When's the next game? Thir- Tuesday? 
Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Next game is Tuesday. So we're going to release this recording pretty much on Tuesday. So we'll see you guys for game six of the, of NBA, the finals. NBA finals. Let's see if the Suns can stay in it.